You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Psalm 119. Uh, we are going to finish up, not tonight, but we'll finish up probably uh, in the next couple weeks here. This psalm, we've been in it for a long time. But I want you to know Psalm 119, verse number 169. We have gone all the way through so far. We're in the last section of Psalm 119. It says in verse 169, Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. Word. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to us, give us what we need from the Bible this evening. Thank you for the singing. Thank you for the time in your house. I, uh, help, I pray that you help us to never, ever take for granted the privilege that we have to be in church. Uh, Lord, there are many folks that would love to be here tonight and they cannot come. I thank you that you've given us the health and you've given us the strength. And Lord, I believe you've called uh, this group of people for such a time as this. May we be faithful to hear your word, may we be faithful to go out and live your word this week, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Number one, I want you to notice in this section of Psalm 119, I want you to notice there is a desire that David has for God to hear his prayer. He says in verse 169, let my cry come near before thee. You see, in David's day, especially as a king, he would know that it could be difficult to get an audience with the king. Now, I won't ask you to raise your hands, but maybe some of you, you have a boss or you have a CEO or you have somebody that you feel like you cannot get in touch with or you feel like you cannot get an answer from or maybe you send an email and they don't email you back or you send a message or you send a anybody still send memos you remember those things we used to send you know send a memo and get a reply back well maybe it's difficult in your situation to get an answer from a boss or from uh, an employer but David here he's talking about kings and he's talking about rulers and you didn't just march in you didn't just pick up a phone. You didn't just type an email and hit send. You had to request an audience with the king. Remember the story of Esther. Esther, who was even the queen, she could not go into the king unless she was called. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself, but aren't you glad we don't have to wait to be called to come into the presence of God because he's already called. He's already said, come. He's already said, let your requests be made known. He's already said, call unto me and I will answer thee. But David wants to be heard by the king. In Bible days, especially, you'd want to try to get in to speak to the king. And then you would want that king to be in a good mood when you asked for something. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And we're not talking about the king now. Now we're talking about a spouse, right? We're talking about a family member. You want to present it in such a way and you want it to be the right timing. You want it to be the right approach because you want to get a yes on your request, right? And so you'd want to get in with the king and you'd want the king to have his undivided attention on your need. You would not want the king to be preoccupied with other matters. If you couldn't get in to see the king, 
you would try to send a message with someone who did have access or who did have an opportunity to speak to the king. Then you would hope and you would pray that somehow your message would be delivered and it would be delivered accurately. Uh, How many of you know that if you ever send a coworker to ask a question, sometimes things get lost in the translation, right? Uh, You say, can you ask the boss such and such? And they come back and say, hey, I asked the boss this. I didn't ask you to ask the boss that. Did you tell the boss that I asked you? No, I didn't even say, you know, whatever. But can I tell you, when you got in with the king, you'd want to make sure that your request was heard. And David says, let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. David said, Lord, I I want you to hear me. I want you to hear my request. I want you to hear my cry. Many times we have not, the Bible says, because we ask not. I wonder how many times we could have had a prayer answered, but we never prayed it. I wonder how many times God was ready to answer or God was ready to bless or God was ready to do something miraculous, but we never prayed. I'll say this, I've seen some miracles and I thank God that he does answer prayer. But just because you've seen some miracles, that doesn't mean you stop praying. That means you ought to pray and pray and keep on praying because our God is able to answer prayer. And I thank God for that. David not only asked God uh, to hear him and not only for God to help him, but here, notice verse number 169. David says, give me understanding according to thy word. You see, David did not just want to know an answer from the king. David wanted to have understanding from what the king was thinking. Now, now stay with me here. I was, I was, as I was preparing for this this week, brother Nathan and I, we were in the radio room and I was thinking about how whenever I do the broadcast, the radio broadcast, brother Nathan, he does, he knows how to do all that stuff, all the buttons and all the, the live stream and the radio and the podcast and the recording and the audio and all, it's, it's amazing, all that stuff. But I was thinking as I was doing the radio broadcast, I say every Monday through Friday, just about without fail, I say, thank you for listening on the radio. I have no idea how the radio works. Now, I mean, I, I know how to turn it. I know how to turn it on and listen to it, but I have no idea how we get it from the radio room through that microphone into the computer and to the. T- I, have, I don't understand all that, but every every day I talk about it. I say thank you for listening on the podcast. I have no idea how it gets to the podcast. I have no understanding of that. I say thank you for listening on the radio app. I just learned what an app was. You know, I certainly don't know how it works. But I talk about things like that, but I don't understand how it works. Uh, we, we have our stream on Facebook and we have our stream on YouTube. And on Sundays, we have our stream uh, that goes to our website. And I, I know those facts. I know those things happen, but I don't know how they happen. Can I tell you, when it comes to our relationship with the Lord, I don't want to just know the answer, but I want to spend time with the one who's got the answer, and I want to know him. I want to know God. I want to understand God better. Now, I I realize there's some things you and I are not going to understand down here. I was thinking about that song, Brother Dave, that y'all, you did last time when you were here, Up Above. 
There's some things we don't understand down here, but up above, we'll see it clearly. But down here, there's things we're not going to understand. But I want to tell you, God's given us his word. And God's given us the Holy Spirit. And there are a lot more things about God we could know and we should know. And we should understand. And we would if we would seek to have a relationship with him. I believe as Christians, we should memorize the Bible. Without a doubt, I think you ought to memorize scripture. I think you ought to know the books of the Bible. I think you ought to know the Bible characters. I think you ought to know the Bible stories. I think you ought to know the doctrines of the Bible. I think you ought to know all of those things, but not at the expense that you don't know the God of the Bible. And not that you know everything about the Bible, but you don't have a walk and a relationship with the author. We should seek every day to know God. We should seek to know his word. We should seek to know his heart, to know what matters to God. We should seek to know his will and know his mind in every situation of life. I remember uh, with my wife and I, when we were dating, and I remember trying to find out different things that she liked. And, you know, what's her uh, favorite color? or What's her favorite uh, food? Or what's her favorite this or favorite that? And, and, and those are good to know. But I didn't want to just know a lot of facts about her. I wanted to know her. I wanted to spend time with her. I wanted to understand her. And uh, you say, well, pastor, how are you doing? Well, I'm working on it, right? We're, we're, and any man in here that says you completely understand your wife, yeah, you know, you know what I'm going to say. But we ought to have a desire to understand. And to know God. And David says, give me understanding. And how do we get it? We get it according to the word of God. God's word gives us understanding. Psalm 103, you don't have to turn there, but verse 7. It was an interesting passage of scripture. It says that God made known his way unto Moses, his acts unto the children of men. There's a difference there. You know what Moses got to know about God? He got to know why he did things. He got to know how God did things. The children of Israel, they just saw what God did. They just saw the acts. They just saw the miracles. But to Moses, God said, let me tell you why I did this. Let me tell you how I did this. God showed Moses his way. The Bible says in Psalm 25, show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. We see in Exodus 31 that there were two men, Bezalel and Aholiab, that God said he had filled them with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. These guys, they knew how to work. They knew how to construct the items for the tabernacle, but they didn't just know how to work. They knew God and they had wisdom and understanding and they had the Spirit of God Upon their lives. Solomon prayed in 1 Kings 3 and he said, God, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? In verse 12 of that same chapter, God said, I have given thee, Solomon, a wise and an understanding heart. I wonder when was the last time you prayed for understanding? When was the last time I prayed for wisdom and prayed for understanding? I know this. I'm going to need a lot of it this week. I'm going to need a lot of wisdom, and so are you. 
You're going to need wisdom in dealing with people. You're going to need wisdom uh, in decisions that you have to make. You're going to need wisdom in circumstances you will find yourself in this week. And when we pray, God promises that if we will ask wisdom, James 1, 5, he will give it. He gives it to all men liberally. He upbraideth not. He's not going to make you feel bad about it. God's not going to say, well, what? You can't figure it out on your own. What's your problem? No, no, no. When you and I ask wisdom, God gives wisdom. Number one, we see that David asks God to hear. And with the answer, David says, God, I want some understanding. I want to know you better. Verse number 170, we see not only David's request for God to hear, but now we see God, David's desire for God to help. Verse 170, let my supplication come before thee, deliver me. He says, God, I need you to help me. I need you to rescue me. I need you to save me according to thy word. David prays for God to help. Deliverance comes from the word of God. I'm glad that if you're here tonight or you're listening tonight and you need help, I got good news. There is a source of help that is available to you. There is a book that has the answer to any problem you have, and there is help available if you will get in the Word of God. The Bible is the answer. Deliverance comes from the Word of God. The Bible is quick and powerful. The Bible is the power whereby we can defeat the enemies and whereby we can be victorious. David knew that his problems could be handled with just a word from the king. And he said, give me deliverance according to thy word. See, in Bible days, if you had a problem, all you had to do was talk to the king and all the king had to do was speak the word and it would be done. Well, I know we don't live in those days and Brother Kirby and I, we were talking a little bit these last few days about D.C. And there's some things that happen quickly in D.C. And there's some things that drag on forever in D.C. But I got news for you. Whatever you're facing today, whatever I'm facing today, the only thing that is necessary for that thing to change is just a word from God. That's all it takes. God's word changes things. God's word changes people. God's word can change you. And God, God's word can change me. David prays for help. Our problems can be handled in the same way. Notice verse 171. David says, My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. The word utter is a, a word we don't use a lot today, but that word utter, it literally means to gush out. It means for something just to pour out, just for something to flow. Well, if something is going to gush, that means there's got to be a lot of it, right? Like if, if you have, have ever been to a, a, a river where there were rapids and those rapids, they were flowing and they were going strong, it's because there's a lot of water. There's been a lot of rain or whatever. The, the dam has been open and that water's been released, but... If you've ever been to a, a riverbed where there's not much water, it's kind of dried up, it's just a little trickle. Well, I want to tell you, some of us, when we open our mouths, it's just a little trickle of praise. There's not a whole lot there. You know why? Because we haven't spent much time with the Lord. 
And we haven't spent, spent much time in this book and we haven't spent much time in prayer. But when we've spent time with the Lord, can I tell you, it's building up inside. It's just ready to gush out. It is just ready to pour out because whatever's on the inside, it will come out. Now, I can talk about this right now because football season hasn't started. And basketball season is over. But you know what we like to talk about during those times? We like to talk about our favorite team, right? Our favorite, uh, favorite college team or favorite professional team. And I'm not against those things. But sometimes you open your mouth and you talk about what you've been thinking about. You talk about what's important to you. But David said this. He said, when, when I open my mouth, he said, I can't help but my lips, they gush forth the praise of God. Amen. Wouldn't it be great this week if your family or friends or people say, boy, something's different about you. Seems like every time you open your mouth, you're just talking about how good God is. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be good if it could be said of us that our lips gush forth and utter forth God's praise? I see number three, the word is honor. Our lips ought to bring honor to God. And the more you know him, the more you will praise him. The more you spend time with him, the more you will give him praise and honor. I'll give you one more. Verse 172, David says, My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. I've got two words for this verse I'd like for you to see. Number one, uh, this would be number four, but in this verse, the word heart. David says, My tongue shall speak of thy word. So we're not just talking about speaking of praise, but now David says, I just want to talk to somebody about the Bible. I want to share with somebody God's word. Now again, you can't talk about something that you don't know. Well, I shouldn't say that. You, you can. <laughs> and some people do. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, it's kind of obvious. Have you ever had somebody that whether they were trying to impress you or they were trying to fool you, whatever the case is. Have you ever had somebody try to talk to you about spiritual things like they knew all about it? Um, I've had that before. And the more I listen, the more I think, I don't know what they're talking about. And I don't think they know what they're talking about. But they're definitely talking. That's not the way it ought to be. When we talk, we ought to have something to say. We ought to have something from the Word of God that we can share. And if we don't get in the book, we're not going to have something to share. If we don't get in the pages of Scripture, if we don't hide God's Word in our heart, we're not going to have anything to say. I, I, I try, and I, I hope you would feel like this would be a fair assessment, but I try and I work, I promise you, every service, I study and I prepare because I want to have something to say. But if I ever got up here and I'm just rambling off about who knows what and I'm not even using the scripture or whatever, that'll be a good indication that I haven't been studying because what I'm saying is not coming from the word of God. It's coming from the words of Jeremy Coburnat. But friend, I want to tell you, we've got something to say. We've got a message to share with a lost person. You've got something to share. You've got the gospel. You've got the truth of how somebody can be saved. And if you, uh, you say, well, I, I've got to work with some saved people. Good. Saved people have problems too, right? 
At least last time I checked, I know I do. And you know what I need? I need some answers from the Bible. I need some encouragement. I need some promises from Scripture. And when we open our mouth, we ought to speak of God's Word. And if it's in your heart, it will come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But then David says this, For all thy commandments are righteous. God's Word is from cover to cover. It is right it is holy, it is correct, and it is accurate. I'm so thankful that when I stand up to preach, I don't have to tell you. Now, this week, I want you to study Psalm 119, but let me give you a list of 23 verses that really are not true. Let me give you a list of some things here. Don't study those because those aren't right. Aren't you glad we don't have to correct the Scripture? But the Scripture ought to correct us. You don't have to change the Bible, but you ought to let the Bible change you because God's word is true. David says, thy commandments, all thy commandments are righteous. We can't say that about the news. We can't say that about everything we read. We can't say that about everything we hear. But friend, this evening on the authority of God's word, I can say that everything in this book right here is 100% true. And you will not go wrong, and I will not go wrong, if we will live our lives according to this book. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.